Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is July 17th, it's 2019, and we have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Six in the early slate, nine in the main slate, and for back-to-back days, I'm joined by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I mean, I've been better. Sparkman threw an absolute gem. Um, I pretty much only used the four top-scoring pitchers on this slate, and I lost everything. <laughs> it's... The weirdest day of fantasy I've ever had in my life, um, but you know what? I was I was right. So I mean, trust trust the process, not not the results. Yeah, trust the process. Indeed, that's all you can really do at the end of the day. And um, you know, it is what it is. It obviously it wasn't a good day for me. Um, didn't play a lot. I was at Disney with my daughter, and. Um, Played Alex Young. He, you know, he did exactly what I was kind of hoping for against Texas. He put up 19. And uh, Walker Bueller, just, you know, not a great start to that game. Um, error and nothing nothing went his way at the beginning. But um, the fact that he got to 19 was huge. Um, but, you know, outside of Schwarber and Jock, really my bats didn't do too much. But ready to bounce back here with this early. Can spin. I go on a guess- small tangent? Sure. So this is basically what's happening nowadays when sales on the slate when Scherz is on the slate when Degrom's on the slate when Verlander's on the slate when even Garrett Cole's on the slate they all go above 110 pitches a lot of times guys get to them early they make corrections but the reason why you play those guys still like only those guys only guys that can get up to 110 pitches variance is going to hit a lot of these guys and it's just the way that baseball goes now but every single one of those guys you look at sale versus Toronto you look at DeGrom, when he went and got up against Mar- the Marlins, it got destroyed. We look at Strasburg when he got six earned runs in the first two innings. The guys that can go late into the games will more often than not make up for it later on the games, and they'll end up with 20 points. So when you pay up for them, it's just a situation where, yes, they may get beat up early on, but they're still going to go later on to the game. They're going to go at 105 pitches. They'll let the most of the managers will let them get their confidence back a little bit so they'll more often than not end up with 20 points even after a horrendous start so i just wanted to go on that little tangent i talked about it a little bit yesterday with bueller and it ended up being the situation um so yeah yeah just thought i'd throw that out there yeah no problem um if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor make sure you head on over to check them out it is fantasydraft.com sign up through the rotor grinders links that way you get access to three months of rotor grinders premium for fantasy draft plus you'll get any cool Promos that we run, any access to those uh, will come when you sign up through the links. Let's get started here. Uh, a lot to talk about. Let's start with the early slate. Six games. We start with the Mets and the Twins. Ten and a half total. Jason Vargas, Martin Perez. Perez, the 176 favorite. Um, any interest here in Vargas? You mean the guy second in the rankings for Cy Young, uh, right behind Sparkman? Yes. Yes, I do. They have a six implied run total. That's Guys, don't stack against Vargas. The slate has cores on it. The early slate, there's not a whole lot of pitching. Vargas is, surprisingly enough, probably my number two 
maybe number three pitcher on this slate. He's priced at 6.5K, going up against a tough Twins team. But until he finally has, for some reason, a bad, bad outing, I know that he got beat up by the Marlins, but he, they beat up every ace. I know Vargas isn't an ace. But Vargas, like his price tag on the slate allows you to get some Coors bats in here. And there's only one other pitcher that's really in contention for me at all um, that's under 7K or that is under 7.5K. Uh, so Vargas is one of my top options on the slate. I'm not expecting much out of him. Maybe a 15-point outing. I think this uh, team total for the Twins is obviously inflated because it's inflated every time guys go against Vargas. But um, yeah, he, just keep playing him until he finally just gets destroyed. Yeah, I don't hate him. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of options as an SP2 on the slate. He's really cheap, 6,500, like you mentioned. Um, I, I could see another guy in this price range that is just as ugly, but, um, you know, makes some sense as well that he's you know, we'll the talk top about. option. Okay. I'm, I'm interested to see if we're on the same guy. So we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out, but, um, certainly don't mind Vargas here in this price range. Uh, what are we doing with Martin Perez? Uh, pretty cheap as well at 7,900. Yeah. He's one of the five guys, four guys that I'm interested in on this slate here. Uh, he's got decent stuff. Like he's obviously been a lot better this year. He regressed quite a bit, but there are some strikeouts in this lineup. I prefer lefties going up against the Mets compared to righties. Although Perez is a little bit splits neutral. Um, but he's got the upside. He's got the price tag that is pretty darn good. Only 4.6 implied run total against him. It's going to be just all right hitting weather. So I like Perez quite a bit here. Uh, he's probably the fourth option for me on the slate. Yep, certainly don't mind Perez either, like you said. Um, this team, they do have a little bit of pop, you know, with Davis and Alonzo and Ramos. Um, you know, Frazier is a guy that his strikeout rate is certainly coming down. Um, you know, they do have some right-handed bats in here, but they're still probably going to play the lefties. Like Conforto, Cano, and McNeil are probably going to still be in there. And when we look at Perez, 0.043 ISO, 23% K rate against lefties. So certainly a little bit of upside here. Ten and a half total is certainly concerning, um, but you know it's an it's an early slate, and we don't have a ton of pitching options. So um, let's talk bats here. As far as the Mets go, I feel like every day, you know, we, we could say the same thing about Pete Alonso. Um, you know, he's just been phenomenal. He's a strikeout, or you know, a guy that's going to show a lot of power. What are we looking at here for the Mets bats? It's only Alonso for me, and it's. Alonzo every single day. I mean, you can make the argument for Cano. Like I said, Perez is a bit splits neutral. He's 3.5K. It's the same thing as I always Cano. He's just too cheap. So, yeah, you can play Cano, but it's really just Alonzo. is the only guy I'm interested in here. Yeah, I don't hate Wilson Ramos. $3,700 for a catcher. It's not, like, bottom of the barrel, but it's obviously not 4700 either. So, don't mind Wilson Ramos. Like you said, Alonzo is certainly in play. If you find Davis cheap, maybe on, like, a Fandle or something, I don't hate him. Uh, as far as the Minnesota bats go here, I, I agree with you. I don't want to stack against Vargas, but I always like CJ Crone and Nelson Cruz against left-handed pitching. So certainly don't mind playing either one of those guys. Um, Crone, 3,700. You're obviously playing for Cruz at 5,100. Garver is a guy that I'd like, but I'm not paying $5,400 for him on the slate. Yeah, it's really just Cruz for me. Um, I'm more focusing on Coors, I think, after uh... – two-day span of just absolutely trash cores. Um, this is where it kind of changes. So I'm not really going with 
Cruz here on this slate. It's not a big – I mean, not really going with Twins on the slate, just Cruz. All right, Pirates and Cardinals, Chris Archer, Daniel um, Ponce de Leon. De Leon is a 136 favorite. Do you have any interest here in Chris Archer? Um, a little bit, but the walk rate for St. Louis kind of steers me away a little bit. If O'Neill's in the lineup, that definitely gives a big bump to Archer. I mean, O'Neill's a good hitter, but he just strikes out at such a massive clip. Um, I think I'd rather pay up for Gray or pay down for some other guys. Uh, but Archer, like, he, he's a guy that may or may not make it into my lineups here. He's the fifth option for me. And it's just because, like, anytime you go against a decently high strikeout team, which Tyler O'Neill makes it a high strikeout team by himself, uh, you can use him. So he could get into trouble. He could get knocked around here. He could give up a few bombs. There is some power here. But um, he the strikeouts are there. The 26% K rate is there. Price tag's a little bit tough, but it's got enough upside where I'm going to use. I might end up on a little bit. Yeah, I don't hate Archer. Uh, I think he's certainly a guy you could potentially look at here. We're looking for strikeouts, and um, you pretty much talked about it. This team has four guys with strikeout rates over 24% against right handed pitching, plus a pitcher spot. Carpenter's not in the lineup right now, he's on the IL. Like, it's not the best lineup in the world for the Cardinals. And I think Archer's a guy we always know, you know, has a strikeout upside. It just depends on, you know, how much is he going to give up with that upside. So um, that's the, obviously the concerning part when playing Archer. Ponce de Leon on the other side of this game, I don't think he's a bad option either. He's a guy that's shown, you know, really strong, strong you know, strikeout stuff. Um, what's your thoughts on him in this matchup against the Pirates? I mean, I think he's due for a little bit of regression. He has a decent swing strike rate at 11.8%, but the K rate just bounced up a whole lot since last year. I don't think it's going to continue. He's going to be a little bit more towards his strikeout rate last year, and he's going up against a Pittsburgh team that has a lot of lefties in here. Um, and, I mean, I get he's struck out lefties at just a ridiculous clip here, but his, there's no reason to think that he should continue striking out lefties at this clip. Yes, he has a decent curveball. Yes, he has a decent changeup, but he's not really going to strike out lefties at a 47% clip. It's going to regress. It's not a big enough sample size. 9.6K is a little bit tough for me to stomach here. I don't think I'm going to use him. Um, but if it weren't for Archer being cheaper or Gray being slightly more expensive, I'd be on him. Yeah, like my biggest issue here is, you know, everything you talked about, about this team really not striking a ton of people out or striking out a ton. My issue here is... He's a guy that has been throwing a ton of fastballs, and this team just doesn't miss a lot of fastballs as far as strikeouts. They do hit him on the ground a lot, so like I, I think that's certainly you know something in his favor, uh, just in general here. But like when you're looking at the contact rates, I, I think there's only two guys that's in the projected starting lineup that is under 80% contact against fastballs since 2016. So that's where I get concerned. His fastball is good. Um, like you said, he has a good changeup. He uses his cutter against righties. Um, I don't hate him, but I think if I was going to play somebody in this price range, it wouldn't be him. I think I'd just take a shot on Archer um, for the strikeout upside that I know is risky, but you know is there, and there's more strikeouts on the other side of this game. Um, any Pittsburgh bats that you like here? I mean, Bell. Bell's always in play. Like I said, Ponce de Leon's uh, strikeouts to lefties are going to regress. Um, don't hate Marte, but really, I'm, I'm 
it, it's probably just Bell's one-off just because he's a little bit too cheap at 4.7K. Yeah, I don't mind Bell, but like you said, that's really it. You know, I never hate playing the three-man of Bell, Moran, Dixon, um, but it's really Josh Bell for me, and that's kind of it. Um, as far as the Cardinals go here, Archer is a guy that can get hit. Um, I don't mind maybe some upside power bats here. It's just where is that power in this lineup right now? Yeah, I mean, honestly, O'Neal isn't the worst one-off in the world. He's 4K. It's priced probably about right is the problem. Um, like you said, he does strike out a lot, but Archer has been known to give up a bunch of bombs, and O'Neal's a guy that could end up doing it. I don't hate DeJong. I don't hate Goldschmidt. Um, but, like, it's more of a price thing. DeJong Goldschmidt are too cheap as always. I've given up on the Cardinals for a while, and, like, I'll use some power one-off bats here with those three guys, but that's really it for me. All right, that's kind of what I think, too. Atlanta at Milwaukee. Dallas Keuchel, Chase Anderson, 10.5 total. Pick him game. Any interest here in Keuchel? No, no. I mean, as always, he's not a huge strikeout guy he's more of a better real life pitcher and we still don't know if he's gonna be that real life pitcher that we've seen before um and this milwaukee team is very good uh not too many strikeouts in here i get it's going to get against a lefty and they strike at higher versus lefties but i don't think i can go with keichel at 8.3k yeah he's not gonna strike anybody out like he's just gonna go out and he's gonna throw ground balls and he's gonna pitch deeper into games um this is what he's been doing for years now and you know, he's not a guy that has a massive strikeout rate. Um, probably not the spot that I, I would play Keiko. Um, I'm probably going to pass here. It's just I don't see the upside that I see it, that, like, if I'm playing somebody in this range, um, like, I probably would just go down to a Perez or go up to an Archer or something. So, um, the other side of this game, Chase Anderson, I know he's really cheap, but I think this is a terrible spot for him. Yeah. Why would you play Chase Anderson when you can play Jason Vargas for 400 more? Um, Chase Anderson is horrible versus righties. He doesn't have a slider. I've mentioned this before. Doesn't have an out pitch versus righties. So he really struggles versus them. And there's quite a few good righties. Uh, there's some good righties on the Braves. There are some good lefties too, but I just don't see this as a good spot for him. I don't care about the price tag. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, um, I really like Atlanta. I think they're a really good stack in this spot. I think they are my favorite pivot off of cores. If you're playing on FanDuel, um, that, the slate that doesn't have cores, I think they're my favorite stack on FanDuel. Um, I really like the Braves here. Like you said, Chase Anderson can't get righties out. And when you look at this lineup, it's very right-handed heavy uh, with some really good right-handed bats, Acuna, Swanson, Donaldson. And then you throw in Freeman, uh, Marcakis. Like, there's a lot of power in this lineup, and um, I, I think this is a great stack. Yeah, no, right there with you. Absolutely love it. Acuna is one of the top bats on the slate. He's a perfect pivot off of Coors. Like I said, Chase Anderson struggles versus righties here. I think that he gets absolutely blown up here. The Braves are my favorite stack on the board outside of Coors. And, I mean, honestly, this game, whole game I'm going with bats over on the other side. Love the Milwaukee bats. Um, like, love the power of Milwaukee bats, at least. But I think this is the good pivot off of Coors because there's really not good hitting spots anywhere on the slate outside of Coors and this game. 
Yeah, I, I think this is you know the game you're looking at if you're not playing cores, the game you're looking at. If you're playing over there on FanDuel uh, with only the four games instead of the six games, so you know certainly would be looking at this game and um, you know don't sleep on some of these right-handed bats. But my only issue that I have here is this is a team that hits the ball on the ground a lot already. So facing a ground ball guy kind of concerns me. So I, I I think Ryan Braun's probably my favorite play here. But if Grendahl cracks the lineup, Jesus cracks the lineup, those guys are always, always in play as well. Yeah. Reds and Cubs, Sonny Gray, you Darvish, no total. Um, doesn't look like the wind's really going to affect anything in this one. Any interest here in Sonny Gray? Yeah, he's just been too good recently. Um, he strikes out both sides of the plate at a pretty high clip. Like the walks concern me a little bit in Chicago, but uh, it's decent, decent pitching weather. The wind's going to be blowing in slightly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Gray's the top raw points option on the entire slate for me. He's just been too good recently, and the strikeout upside is massive. Yeah, I certainly don't. I don't hate him here. Um, I'm not a huge Sunny Gray person, but I do think that he is certainly playable here. My biggest issue is if I'm trying to fit in cores, I'm probably going to want to save some money at pitcher. So it's really tough to make it work with him. But I certainly don't think he's a bad option by any means. Would not talk anybody off of Sonny Gray here. You Darvish, you know, his biggest issue this season has been walks. Um, you know, he still has a 27% K rate with a 12.6% swinging strike rate. He's really, really struggled with lefties and, you know, usually the lefties are the ones that you're kind of worried about. Um, any interest here in Darvish? A little bit, but not really. Um, like I said, I'd rather go up to go up to Gray. I mean, Darvish, you can always get a little bit wild. He's been obviously better recently, and there's not a huge amount of walks in this lineup. But I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go with any Darvish. I don't. I'm not going to talk you off him. He's probably the sixth best pitcher on the slate. But I'm not going to go with any Darvish. Yeah, I do think he's an interesting pivot off of, you know, depending on ownership. He's a guy that can get some strikeouts. Um, he's going to give up runs. You know, he's going to give up hits. He's going to give up runs. You just hope that he doesn't walk too many guys. The walks have been a little bit better over the last five games. But, you know, there's a lot of downside. There is a lot of upside. Like, he's a guy that has, you know, pretty low floor, high ceiling. Um, good tournament option if you're playing large field tournaments, but that's really it. Uh, as far as the Reds' bats go, what are we looking at here for Cincy? I mean, really just the lefties. Winker, Vado, Jeanette, Dietrich, if he's in the lineup, although I think he got injured, um, if I remember correctly. Maybe I don't. Scooter should be back, though. They, they've yeah. just given him like normal days off. Yeah, so Winker, Vado, Scooter, three guys I'm looking at. You can take a shot on Puig or Suarez. Honestly, the prices for these lefties are ridiculously cheap. They're, the lefty stack here is probably the top mini stack on the slate um, just because of Darvish's struggles versus lefties. Um, yeah, Winker, Votto, Scooter. I hate playing Votto. Probably won't play him on DraftKings or Fan FanDuel, but um, maybe on Fantasy Draft if you know you get into that. As far as the Cubs bats go, Sonny Gray has been good. Um, you know, lefties, righties, he's been good to both sides. He is giving up a ton of hard contact to lefties. So I don't mind like a Schwarber or Rizzo, but there's a good chance they don't make my builds. I don't think this is the best spot in the world for him. I just know that they always have upside. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 
just full on fading the Cubs. I understand playing them, but I'm full on fading them. Yeah, Sonny Gray's been pitching really well. Um, you know, you got to kind of respect that. Giants and Rockies, 13 total. Sean Anderson, John Gray. Gray, a 178 favorite here. Um, any interest in Sean Anderson? Nope. Sean Anderson and Coors. Um, I get it's worked out well the last two days, but no. Yeah. Um, I quit playing Coors if it doesn't work out in the, this one. So, No, say, thanks. Save all the money for me. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't play Sean Anderson. This is a terrible spot for him. Um, John Gray. I I don't really like John Gray either. Like the Giants have been rolling. I could get playing John Gray at 8,600. There's obviously some upside here. Um, he's been hit or miss against the Giants this season. Uh, if this game was in San Francisco, I'd be loading up on John Gray. With this game being in cores, I'll probably stay away. Yep, no reason to go with him because we still got the best pitcher on the slate coming up next. Um, let's talk bats. We'll start with the Giants. Um you know, the Giants are firmly in play here. Like, they're going to roll out five, six, seven lefties here against John Gray. That's where you want to attack him. His hard hit rate's much higher against lefties. His walk rate's higher against lefties. Like, the ball comes off the bat just in general harder against him with lefties. So, I honestly, I think you can play any of these lefties you want. You know, Belt, Voigt, Sandoval, Dickerson, Crawford, you know, Yaz, Panic. Like, any of these guys, you know, Depending on the price, Panic's probably my least favorite, but Brandon Belt's way too cheap today. He should be your first guy in your cash lineup in your in your tournament lineups. He's just he's ridiculously cheap, too cheap on DraftKings today. Yep. Yep, right there with you. Um love the Giants lefties. It's one of the top stacks on the slate. It's gonna go a little bit under owned because they only have a five point seven applied total, but it's gonna be ninety-six degrees outside. And like Gray, he's a fireballer. Um, but like that just means that the ball's going to come hard off the bat. So uh, I think that he gets blown up a little bit by these Giants bats. Honestly, I don't prefer them to the Rockies, but with you can incorporate ownership. It's not that drastic of a difference. Load up on the bats. Uh, that's the easiest way to play this one. And, you know, we go to the Rocky side and, you know, Blackman story, Dahl, Arnado, Murphy, um, if you want to play Desmond or any of these other guys, like you said, it's going to be hot in course today. The 13 total. It's kind of disappointed the last two days on the main slates. Like just load up on this game. That's how I'm approaching this game. As many bats as I can. Yep. And then right, you can play Fandle where you don't have to worry about this game. So there's, yeah. there's two ways to approach this slate. Yeah. Yeah. No load up on these bats. I don't care about ownership. Ownership's going to be down because recently bias is a thing, but there's a reason why um, the total's so high in this game. And also, guys, remember, uh, there's been like 30-some-odd. They've averaged over 10 runs a game over their last three games. Just the last two games have been the ones that have not been great. They In these exact same conditions, two days ago, um, or was it yeah, two days ago, Giants and Rockies combined for 21 runs. Yeah, wouldn't be shocked if I see it again today. Um, so yeah, loading up on this game for sure. Um, each and every way you can Seattle at Oakland, um, no total in this one. It's going to be an opener and then Tommy Malone and then Homer Bailey on the other side of this game, making his debut with the athletics. Um, any interest here in Tommy Malone? I mean, a little bit. Malone's a, for some reason, a great pitcher so far this year. He's 7.5 K 
I've got a little bit of interest, but uh, Oakland's a tough team. It is a decent pitcher's ballpark, or a good pitcher's ballpark, rather. But even against lefties, they don't have that high of a strikeout rate, and they've got a bunch of power. I mean, look at plate IQ, the ISO. Every single hitter in the lineup has green, so it's tough, but I'll use some alone. Yeah, it certainly is tough, don't get me wrong, but... um... I don't hate Tommy Malone here. He's 25% K rate on the season. There are a little bit of strikeouts here. Um, don't don't hate it. Don't love it. I do like the guy the, uh, on the other side of this game, though. Homer Bailey making his debut here. Seattle just stinks. They're, they're bad. They're struggling at the plate. They're struggling with this lineup. Um, Navarez had two home runs on Tuesday. You know, you worry about him. You worry about Vogelbach. You know, maybe J.P. Crawford, but... I think this is a spot. It's a good. It was a good ending spot for Homer Bailey going from Kansas City to Oakland. This is a good ballpark for pitchers. Um, hard not to like Homer Bailey here, you know, especially at seven K. Yep, top option on the slate. Honestly, not going to be surprised if he outscores Sonny Gray. People don't realize that like these teams like Oakland, San Fran that play in extreme pitchers' ballparks, they know what they're doing. There's a reason why they got Homer Bailey. He fits in here perfectly. Gives up tons of hard contact, and that fits in perfectly over in Oakland. Um, he's got that splitter. He's got good out stuff versus lefties. There's a lot of lefties in this lineup, raising his strikeout uh, prop. And they have a 25% K rate versus right-handed pitching this year. And realistically, it's probably going to be worse than that How many with how many lefties in the lineup. The lineup they're probably going to roll out is more like a 28% strikeout rate team versus lefties. Homer Bailey, by far and away, the top option on the entire slate. Yeah, I like him a lot, too. Um, any Mariners bats? I guess it'd right, like Vogelbach and Navarez, right? Like Those would be the two guys you're kind of concerned about if you're playing Bailey. Yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Um, but, I mean, Vogelbach is cheap at 3.9K. That's, that's just what gets me. Uh, it's way too cheap. Navarez gives you the catcher spot on a slate with not a whole lot of catcher options that you really want. I mean, so it, it's those two guys, and that's pretty much it. But, gosh, I love Homer Bailey today. Yep. I hope he, he pitches like Glenn Sparkman because uh, that was the guy you loved yesterday. Yeah. Uh, hopefully this year goes keeps going <laughs> or else it's just going to go down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Grant, give me the other side of this game. What are we looking at here? Um for the Oakland side of the bats? Not a whole lot. I mean, this slate is pretty simple. Uh, I mean, Chris Davis is 3.6K. I'm fine with that. Uh, Chapman's fine. Don't think I'd go with Olsen at 4.8K. Maybe go with Canha. I mean, he's got a lot of power versus lefties. But outside of them, just not really going with anyone here. They're priced up here. It's over in Oakland. It's not really worth it. Malone's been good this year. Honestly, this slate, just stick to the uh, Milwaukee game, stick to Coors, and then mini stack the Reds, and that's the key to the entire slate. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I said it yesterday. I said it again. I think Chris Davis is too cheap. He's really good against lefties. He has the upside. Hasn't worked out recently, but um, I'll keep playing it, and I'll get that two-home run game when it happens, and then I'll jump off, so. 
Let's move on to the main slate. We get started in Yankee Stadium. The Rays and the Yankees, 10 total. Yanni Torinos against Domingo Herman. Herman is a 160 favorite. Um, any interest here in Torinos? Against the Yankees, 8.8K. No, um, it's a little tough. He's not a huge K-rate guy. He's a good real-life pitcher, and he he can limit the damage, but more likely than not, he's going to get blown up here. 5.6 implied run total against him. Just not worth it to me. Yeah, my problem is he's a sinker baller, and like when you start digging into the pitch type here and how this team does against sinkers, like there's just a ton of downside here for Torinos. So I'm probably going to stay away from Torinos on the slate. Um, Herman on the other side of this game, Rays have been really solid. You know, 21% K rate um, on average here for this projected starting lineup. They have 183, 183 ISO, 324 Woba, like. They're not a bad team by any means. Um, any interest here in Herman? No. No, there's other guys in the same price range. There's too many good options on the slate up near the top here. I don't think Herman makes the cut. He could end up with a gem, but we don't know how late he's going to go in the game. There's possible weather. Um, I, I don't think I can go with him. Yep, I'd rather pay the extra $400 and play Paddock against Miami in Miami, uh, where I know there's going to be a roof closed and I don't have to worry about weather. So that's where I'm at personally. Um, that doesn't mean I'm going to go out here and play the Rays bats. I, I don't think this is a great spot by the, for the Rays by any means. Like, you know, I think any day you want, you can play Meadows and I, I don't know if I would necessarily do it here, but I do like left-handed power bats in, in course or not in cores in Yankee stadium. Yeah. Um, oh, I should probably anyway. talk about the Rays. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry, oh, good. I, was I was checking out weather a little bit there and got sidetracked. Um, yeah, you can use some lefties here. I'm probably staying away from most of the bats um, with the Rays. Um, Yankees, I think they're a really good stack here. Um, you know, we don't have a ton of to like really heavy totals on, on this slate that are not maybe going to be impacted by rain with the Red Sox potentially having rain, the Phillies potentially having rain. Like, I think that uh, the five and a half implied team total for the Yankees is certainly um, interesting here, you know, especially when you start digging into how this team does against sinkers. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you can say stack the Yankees every single day, and generally it's going to end pretty well. They're priced way down, like 4.3K to 4.5K for all the big bats here. DD's only 3.6K. It's too cheap. Don't forget Torres down near the bottom or Hicks down near the bottom. Both of them are very much in play. Stack up the Yankees. They're they're good. They are good. I can't stand them because I'm a Red Sox fan, but they are a good team. Dodgers and Phillies, 10.5 total. Kentai Maeda, Nick Pavetta. Maeda is a 152 favorite. This is the game that we're obviously going to be looking at. Kevin Roth talking to us and telling us what we're doing here, but uh, let's break this thing down like we don't have any weather issues. Any interest in Kentai Maeda? No. I mean... Well, I guess maybe a little. The 8.3 price tag is decent, um, but it, it's just a tough spot here. Um, and I don't know how late he's going to go into the game. He's obviously got great stuff versus righties, and he's only going to be likely facing three lefties. I mean, he's he's in play for tournaments because of that price tag, but I'm not terribly enthused in the weather. Like, it's obviously way out ahead of time, but the weather were, is going to be an option or a problem probably. So if there's no weather, then I'll have some ownership in Maeda. But if there's weather, then I'm just out. 
Couldn't have said it better myself. Nick Pavetta on the other side of this game. Don't play him, whether or not. <laughs> um, he's a terrible player here. He's bad against lefties. He's bad against righties. He's facing one of the best offenses in baseball. Do not play Nick Pavetta today. I mean. No, nope, don't do it. Play play Eric Fede or Fed, you know, against Baltimore before playing Pavetta against the Dodgers. I mean, Pavetta occasionally has good stuff is the problem. Like, he's 5.6K. That's so cheap when you're getting a pitcher with some upside here. Like, I, I really hope that weather is a problem. I really, really hope because I do not want to play any Pavetta. But, I mean, we could see a 25-point outing. He literally, against the Dodgers a little over a month ago, put up near 30 He's not a great pitcher, but he's got good stuff. Honestly, like 5% of that in tournaments if weather's not a concern. All right, uh, Dodgers, um, if the weather is okay here and we're good to go, depending on what Kevin Roth has to say about this one, um, they're a stack that I love. Like, I, I love this spot. You know, Pavetta, like you said, he does have good stuff from time to time. It could not work out. But this is just this is a lock and load spot for me on the Dodgers if the weather's okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Dodgers. Maybe the top stack on the board, um, maybe the second stack. Who knows? But they're they're definitely one of the better stacks on the board here. It's just they're they're so good. Um, like I said, Pavetta could go out and pitch a gem, but seven times out of 10, he's going to get blown up here. Eight times out of 10, he's going to get blown up here. Two times out of 10, he's going to pitch a gem. But, like, it, it's just the way baseball goes. If Pavetta doesn't have his stuff, he's going to get rocked. Um, Any Phillies bats here um, against Kenta Maeda? Harper's fine. 4.1K for him going up against Maeda. Struggles against lefties. Outside of him, no. No, I mean, you can take Kingery. Hoskins, Real Muto is a one-off, but um, like Maeda is a good pitcher, and they have Dodgers have a good bullpen, so probably just Harper for me. Yeah, Harper, uh, the guy that I would certainly um, consider here. Maeda is just so good at generating soft contact against righties. There's a lot of righties in here. Um, I, I just I don't see myself really using any of these right-handed bats. So we move on. Washington at Baltimore. Um, Eric Fed against Aaron Brooks, no total in this one. I'm guessing it's going to be pretty high once it does come out. Um, any interest here in Fed? No, I mean he's just not a high strikeout rate guy. Like he pitches to contact, and yet he still walks a bunch of guys. Um, I get that he's moderately cheap at 6.1k, but that's just not worth it for me, especially over in Baltimore, where it's it's good, it's good hidden ballpark. Yeah, you know, without cores being on this slate, I think this is a slate that I'm going to pretty much, you know, live at the top or in the mid-range, and he's just not a guy that I'll end up going to. I don't really see myself using any of these cheap guys. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, Aaron Brooks, like I said, I don't see myself really using any of these guys. He has decent K stuff, you know, and he's not the worst pitcher in the world, but... Um, I don't see myself using Brooks here. Aaron Brooks is not meant to be pitching in Baltimore. Um, he's going to get rocked here. I'm just going to say no to Aaron Brooks. I get he has some K stuff, but not great. Gives up way too much hard contact, way too much fly balls, which I think 
honestly, the way Baltimore gets their pitchers, I think they're just trying to tank for the first pick overall. They've been listening to Dean way too much. So, yeah, no interest in Brooks. A lot of interest in the Nationals' bats. Uh, Eaton is a cheap option, as always. Bad near the top in what's going to be a high total game. Zimmerman's way too cheap. Dozier's way too cheap against a fly ball guy that gives up a lot of hard contact, especially to righties. Rendon, Soto, like go with any of the power bats here. It's that simple. Yeah, it's a really good stack too. Um, you know, especially if we have weather in places like this is a good stack. You know, especially when you're thinking like you don't expect Brooks to go too deep in this game, and then you're going to get the Baltimore bullpen. And um, really like this spot for Washington. As far as the Baltimore bats go, you know, Fed's a guy that has been decent against righties, but he's really struggled with lefties. Um, you know, what what's kind of standing out to you here, if anything, for Baltimore? Cisco, but the price tag's a little bit tough. He's going to go super low owned in tournaments. Dwight Smith Jr. is a good play. Um, outside of them, like Mancini's fine at 4K, but really it's, it's just power lefties that I want. And honestly, I don't like saying this, but you know who's probably going to hit a bomb today, Stevie? Chris Davis. Chris Davis is going to hit a bomb going up against a guy that strikes out no one and gives up power to lefties. Um, not happy about it, but he's 3K. Um, I like a lot of the top option pitchers. He allows me to get that, and chances are I'm going to end up with a zero, but there's a decent shot at a, at a bomb here. Toronto Blue Jays, Boston Red Sox, 11 total. Aaron Sanchez, Eduardo Rodriguez. Rodriguez is a 250 favor here. Um, this is the other game that we're going to have to kind of wait to see what Roth has to say. It does not look good. Um, any interest here in Aaron Sanchez? No. He is bad. For some reason, he becomes chalk for no apparent reason. Going up against a very good Boston team does not strike out, guys. I get he's 4.4K, but guys, just don't do it. I mean, you're better off taking a shot with Chavez going up against a worse team in, granted, worse conditions. But Aaron Sanchez is probably going to end up with a negative eight here. Aaron Sanchez has no Glenn Sparkman. Let's just be honest. So I mean, apparently no one's Glenn Sparkman. <laughs> he outscored everyone on the entire slate somehow. Uh, yeah, I'm never going to get over that. Um, Grant, when we're looking at this Eduardo Rodriguez situation, we're going to obviously have to see what the weather does. But if the weather is okay and we get the go here, like this is not a bad spot for it, by any means for him. No, it's not, but there's better pitchers. There's much better pitchers in yeah. – Probably better spots. That's the problem here. Erod's a fine play, but I don't. I don't think I'm going here. I mean, Toronto does have some strikeouts in the lineup, but they do have some guys that are a little bit pesky at the plate here and aren't going to strike out a whole lot. So, I'm probably, I'm probably not going to use Erod. I won't talk you off him, but I'm not going to use Erod. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Like, you know, I don't think he's a bad play by any means. Wouldn't talk anybody off of it. Um, I, I think the weather is going to dictate it enough where, you know, we're not going to have to worry about it, but, um, I don't think he's a bad play. Yeah. Uh, let's talk bats here. Anything really standing out to you for Toronto? Gary is always in play. Dude hits bombs. Um, Vlad's in play. Guy's always too cheap. Um, smokes in play. He's really cheap, but no one really standing out to me here on the blue Jays. Uh, let's talk Red Sox. 
I think if this game plays, we'll see them get pretty good ownership here um, against Sanchez. Uh, what are we doing with the Red Sox bats? I mean, Sanchez is trash. The ball or the Toronto bullpen, bullpen, bullpen is trash. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was good. No, that yeah. one actually like it made me it, it, like I had a legit um, you know laugh on that one. That was that was good. Blue nice, bullpen, nice shortle. I yeah, was, the technical term for a laugh. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm I'm getting old. It's all like, right, Dean. I, let's not get all technical. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but play all the bottom bats it's at the they have a 6.8 implied run total it's there for a reason just play the boston bats they're gonna crush here and they're expensive enough where their ownership probably isn't going to be as high as it should be if you want to do something smart leave jd martinez off the stack uh because everyone's gonna play him so go with guys like bogart stevers bets and then round it off with a guy like jbj and maybe christian vasquez or chavis that are both too expensive at the bottom of the lineup because they're going to get a whole lot of at bats and they can crush. All right. All right. All right. Um, certainly don't mind the Red Sox here. Watch the weather. Pay attention to Kevin Roth, Detroit at Cleveland. Another game. We're going to have to see what Roth has to say about weather nine total Spencer Turnbull, Mike Clevenger. Clevenger is a massive, massive favorite here. Um, any interest in Turnbull? I don't think so. I mean, he's not a terrible pitcher. Like, you can play him. The price tag's right. There's not a whole lot of 7K guys that you can play. Um, there's a guy that we'll get to soon that I prefer. Cleveland's a good lineup. They have a high implied team total. Um, I don't think I'm going to go with him. But he's in He's in the mix. All right. Um, Clevenger is the guy, right? Like if He's going to be a game... super chalk option if this game's clean. Yeah, but he should be. Like, if the weather is good here, you get a thousand dollar discount from Paddock to Clevenger, and Clevenger's facing Detroit. He's facing them in Cleveland. If the weather is good here, this is the spot that he, you know, can burn you. Obviously, he's burned us a couple times since coming back, but um, it's hard not to like him in this spot. Yeah, I mean, like you say, thirty nine point seven percent K rate on the season. Granted, that's still a little bit, um, a little bit misleading because it was a great start. But this guy has good K stuff, and we always target righties, especially high K righties versus Detroit. And Detroit just is not good right now, and they strike out at a huge clip. Um, I think it's fine to fade him in tournaments, but I don't even know if I can do that. I think there's a guy that is a better GPP play at just one tenth the ownership, but uh, Clevenger is in play. Yeah, you know, obviously it's going to depend on weather and, you know, ownership, but there's not a there's not a good reason on, on why fading him outside of those things uh, just because this is just it, it's the spot that you, you know, you just play the guy and if he if he busts, he busts and you you, you chalk it up to variance or however you want to chalk it up, but it's just it's just one of those spots. Um I have zero interest in Detroit bets. I I won't be playing any of these guys. Yep, cross them off. Um, Cleveland bats against Turnbull. You know, when we're looking at Turnbull, he, he does struggle against lefties. Maybe some of these lefties. Uh, I'm in love with Bobby Bradley and Kipnis on the slate. 3.6K, 3.4K. Both of them are fantastic. Not going to talk you off Santana. Not going to talk you off Lindor. Both of them are high-priced. I really like this stack adding Jose Ramirez in there. 
Um, honestly, maybe my favorite stack on the board, uh, just because like, especially Bradley's hitting higher up there in the order, uh, really just like the power upside going up against Turnbull, who has been less than mediocre versus lefties. So the lefty bats are going to have five of them right off the get-go, maybe six of them right off the get-go, maybe seven of them right off the get-go and Turnbull struggles versus them. Really like Cleveland here. Yep. Uh, I like the price tags. The price tags are very, very fair. Um, I like fair. Fair is nice. Fair is nice. Fair is nice. All right. Moving on here. We got San Diego Padres, Miami Marlins, Chris Paddock against Trevor Richards. Seven and a half total. Paddock, a 164 favorite. Um, What are we doing with the young right-hander here facing a very right-handed heavy Marlins team? I mean, before the all-star break, he got up to 96 pitches, 97 pitches. Um, so he can go late enough in the game. He's going up against Miami, who's not very good. They beat up random aces for no apparent reason, so there's always that. But uh, the current lineup they're rolling out has some strikeouts in it. Paddock's obviously an elite pitcher at this point, pretty much. Um, doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Strikes out guys at a pretty decent clip, 3.74 xFIP. I like him. He's not my favorite. He's going to get some ownership here, but um, honestly, he's a pretty pretty darn good play here today. Yeah, it really depends on like the Cleveland weather. Like, I want to play Clevenger and Cash. If that's not going to work, it's, I'll probably play Paddock. Um, you know, obviously, we haven't even got to Garrett Cole yet, who you know we'll talk about when we get there, but. Um, if there's issues with weather for Clevenger, I'm playing Paddock and Cash. Um, it's just as simple as that for me. Richards on the other side of this game is semi-interesting, right? He might be my favorite play on the slate. Um, 7.3K. We saw him put up 29 points against the San Diego team earlier in San Diego. He's playing in Miami. This team strikes out massive versus righties. Um, he can give up some power. He gets a little bit more... Uh, Soft contact from his uh, changeup to lefties. His, all those numbers this year aren't really reflecting that too much. But has better K stuff versus righties. And we have the likes of Tatis, Renfro, Reyes, Garcia, Margo, Hedges in the lineup. All strike out a huge clip. Not a single guy in this lineup strikes out at under 19.7%. Um, I had to set that arbitrary line versus right. Handed pitching here. The strikeout upside's massive here. His price tag's great. The ballpark's great. I really like Richards here. Yeah, it's kind of where I was at too. I think he's really, really in play at seventy three hundred. You know, when you're looking at the options in this range, there's just not a ton of options. You know, obviously, we're about to talk about Danny Duffy in a, in a couple games, and like he always has a little bit of upside, but like just in this right range, like he's probably my favorite play in this range. So. I think Duffy's going to draw some ownership off of Richards. People, people got a big bone bone for Duffy in pretty much any time he starts in a decent matchup, and they're going to see what Sparkman did yesterday and Eunice did the day before, and they're going to go all in on him. It's a lefty. It's a different situation here. Granted, that gives a bump to Mankata. We'll get to him in a second. We will. We shall. We shall in a second. Um, any Padres bats here that you like? Um, Tatis. Reyes, if he's in the lineup, is too cheap. Um, Renfro can all hit a bomb. Like Richards does give up fly balls and does give up hard contact to both sides of the plate here. 
So I don't mind any of the power bats here, but not 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 interested in stacking in all likelihood. Um, just mostly one-off power bats are fine. Yep, that's kind of how I'd approach it too. And I, honestly, I'm not playing anybody from New Orleans. Yeah, not going to play any of them either. They are. That's just generally a bad idea. <laughs> just not the best idea in the world. Um. Looking at the next game, Diamondbacks Rangers ten and a half total. Robbie Ray, Jesse Chavez, Ray's a slight favorite here at one sixteen. I don't get it, Grant. I, I really don't like. He's probably my favorite tournament pitcher on the slate. Like I, I played Chris Young, I think that was his name, Alex Young, yesterday, because um, he was a lefty against Texas. Like I, I know Robbie Ray can get beat up. I, I know it's going to be hot in Texas, and I know all these downs. Like I know the downside of playing Robbie Ray, but like why shouldn't I play a guy with a massive K rate against a team that strikes out a ton against left-handed pitching? You absolutely should. Um, he's the reason why you can fade Clevenger in tournaments. Um, Ray has just as much upside going up against Texas. I mean, look at the K rates of Detroit compared to the K rates of Texas when it comes to righty and lefty or the handedness that the opposing pitcher is today. And you see that it's very similar here. He has more upside than pretty much anyone on the slate in this matchup here. What we really worry about with him is walks, but there's going to be one, two, three, four, four to five lefties in this lineup today. And he only walks lefties at a 6% clip here. It's righties that we're concerned about, and there's just not that many great righties in this lineup. And one of them is going to be Fedorovich, or it's going to be Mathis, which we don't even count them as players anymore. We just we just punt them when they're 2K every single day and take our zero. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Ray is, you're right, the top tournament play on the slate at the high end just because he has massive upside here. And people are going to be scared of that 5.1 total and the fact that his price tag went up drastically for this start. Fine with me. Don't play him. Like I, I you know, there's downside. It, it like I said, there there's downside here. Like this isn't anytime you play Robbie Ray, it's never a home run. But when you're getting Robbie Ray at this high price tag with all these guys around him gonna have more ownership, just this is a great Robbie Ray spot, you know, just on paper. It's not a great Jesse Chavez spot, which I thought the total was kind of interesting. Um, you know, Chavez has been decent against lefties. He's really struggled with righties. Uh, he's just not a very good pitcher. Um, any interest here in Jesse Chavez? I mean, he's 4.1K, yes. I'm not happy about it. This is probably going to go poorly, but he's a mediocre K-rate guy. Good walk rate guy. Decent XFIP. Gives up some hard contact. There is some strikeouts in this lineup here. I, he's a 4.1K pitcher. What can you say? Like, I get it's bad conditions, but he's super cheap. You can play him. Yeah, you're paying, like, just to make it clear for anybody that hasn't ever listened to the podcast before, you're playing him here more just for price. Like, you just, you're saying, I want to get all the bats that I can possibly get here and playing him because he's so cheap. So, well, you're also playing, he's a decent real life pitcher. Like, he's not terrible. At least his numbers this year, which we have a big enough sample size. Like he's a league average pitcher in all reality, and he doesn't walk guys, which is one of the biggest things. Um, and he doesn't give up too many fly balls here. So, like, anytime you can get a decent real life pitcher priced at the min, 
Like you, you take it. Um, any Arizona bats that you like here? I mean, Chavez can still get blown up in this type of weather. Marte's on the board. Escobar's on the board. Walker's on the board. Jones is on the board. Um, Crone, if he makes the lineup, is on the board. All these guys have power, and Chavez still gives up a decent hard hit rate, and the weather conditions are fantastic. So, yes, they're all in play as one-offs. They're all in play as a stack. Like It's just how things go. Uh, they You can play them. Yep. Um, don't really have too much more to add. I do like Walker for tournaments here. Um, when you're looking at Chavez, a lot of hard contact. The righty is really high ISO. Um, Walker Walker has some really solid upside here at very should come in at very very low ownership. Uh Texas Bats, you know, I don't mind a head stack against Ray, but there's a reason that we like Robbie Ray so much here. Hunter Pence is going to be back. Um you know, he played he was activated on Tuesday. Um so like he's back and like he's one guy that you know can hit left-handed pitching if you want to play him, but I don't really see myself using too many Texas Bats here. Yeah. It's really just Pence. Um, like you can stack them up. Like Ray can get into trouble, but it's Pence as a one-off or stack them up, and that's pretty much it for me. All right, moving right along. White Sox Royals ten and a half total here. Ivan Nova, Danny Duffy, Duffy the one twenty-six favorites. Um, any interest here in Danny Duffy? Um, I'm assuming we're just crossing off Ivan Nova and moving to Duffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My bad. Do you have any interest in Ivan Nova? No, we're crossing him off. Okay. Listen, I was just I was speeding up the process. Um <laughs> not on purpose. Totally just <laughs> overlooked it. Um a little bit of interest in Duffy. People are gonna play him. Um, but honestly, I prefer right-handed pitching versus the White Sox right now to left-handed pitching. They can get beat up a little bit by lefties. There is still a lot of strikeouts in this lineup here, but um Duffy, like it it's just like he'll go he can go late into the game. He can do some stuff. There's a five implied run total against him. But the problem is he's probably going to have some ownership. If he's not going to have any ownership, then play him. But he's, I imagine him being one of the shockier pitchers on the slate. And because of that, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to go with him too much. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, again, I don't really love it. <laughs> it's just one of, it's just one of those slates where I don't really like I, I Trevor Richards, like I, I like him at 7,300. I I really don't love anything else in this price range. Like it's a day that I hope that when lineups start to roll out, we get some value and I can maybe play like Ray and Clevenger if the weather's okay. So I don't know. Um, Yeah. I I don't hate Duffy here just because this price range stinks. He's probably my second favorite play in this price range, but that's not saying a lot. Think about this. Duffy is going up against a team with less strikeouts than the Padres probably cl- like a little bit more power, but is playing in 95 degree weather in a better hitters ballpark than Miami. Uh, it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. But yeah, by default, he's my probably second favorite option. This price range. Um, let's talk bats here. Any of the white Sox bats really standing out against Duffy. Um, God is fine. But it's really just Abreu and McCann, uh, and probably Jimenez. All three of those guys can hit lefties. Duffy's struggled a bit versus righties. Gives up fly balls. Gives up hard contact. It's good hitting weather. So it's really just those guys. I mean, and if you want a fantastic punt, Rodon 
is 2.2K and Yomer Sanchez is 2.7K. You're not going to find those price tags too often if they're in the lineup. Yeah, Jimenez is probably not going to be in the lineup, but he hurt his arm. So. Yeah, he did. Right. Yeah, he left the game. Like that's you know one of that's kind of a positive for Danny Duffy, but it's really not saying. <laughs> it's not saying much. It really isn't. Um, anyway, you know, moving on here, um, Royals bats like Ivanova stinks. The Royals have been very disappointing. Um, did we play some Royals bats here? Yep, I think they had a pretty decent day against your boy. Um, they did. They did. Yeah, they scored 11 more runs than the White Sox. Fun set back there. Uh, yeah, like any of the they did. here. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It happens to the best best pitchers all the time, especially against the Marlins. But, uh, yeah, no, any of these Casey bats. Logan are- Allen. Oh, I don't want to get into that conversation. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> all good. You have to vent sometimes. But Dozier, Solaire, Gordon, Mondesi, Witt, all very much in play. Nova's trash. This bullpen's trash. This weather's great. Like, everything points towards this as being a blow-up spot for the Royals here. Really like them. They should crush. Um, and Nova is going to get crushed. Yeah, and you get some of these guys at price tags where they're they're cheap enough. Like, Dozier really stands out at 4200 I think that price is certainly um, something that I'd be looking at here. You know, just kind of gonna have to kind of see what the rest of the lineup looks like as far as pricing goes. Um, there are some cheap guys that could crack the lineup here, um, but you know, it's one of those days where you know we talked about some of the Cleveland value. I, I think there is a, a route to playing Ray and, and Clevenger, you know, depending on the weather. Um, last game on the slate: Houston at Los Angeles, taking on the Angels. The standalone ten o'clock game on this one: uh, Garrett Cole, Felix Pena. Um, any interest here in Garrett Cole? I mean, if Trout's not in the lineup, yes. Uh, it's like everyone knows that the Angels are not a high strikeout team. I put that in quotation marks. Without Trout in there and the current lineup they have, there's some strikeouts in here. Cole leads the league in strikeouts for a reason. He's good. Uh, he can easily mow through these guys. I don't know how much ownership I'll have in him. Uh, probably end up having some Cole Chavez lineups that – end up with me punching a hole through the wall. But Cole, like, he's got as much upside as anyone. He's the top raw points play on the slate. He's good. This is a decent strikeout matchup if Trout's not in. If Trout is in, then I still have interest in him, just not as much. All right. Um, Fizz Pena, I'm guessing there's going to be an opener here. Um, it hasn't been announced yet, but you know, usually that's how they approach Felix Pena. So I'm guessing there'll be an opener in this one, probably like Taylor Cole or someone. Um, any interest in Felix Pena? Not against an uber low strikeout rate Houston team with good bats. Yeah, I I, I like Pena. Um, I played him in his last start, but I don't think I can pull the trigger here. Uh, there, there's enough lefties in this lineup. You know, Pena is a guy that's really good against righties. Uh, still gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. You know, coming off of the emotional game against Seattle, uh, there's just so much of a better spot for him. Um, I just, I don't think I'll pull the trigger here. He is cheap. Like, he's 6,700. Like, if you go that route, you know, there's not a lot to love in that range. But probably my third favorite after uh, Richards and Duffy, I would get to Pena, and I don't think I'll make enough teams to make that work. So, um, Astros bats, anything? 
Mm, one of the top stacks on the slate, possibly the top stack on the slate. Brantley and Alvarez are two of my favorite plays on the slate. Brantley's way too cheap at 4.2K. I mean, Pena struggled versus lefties so far this year, giving up a 375 Woba, 252 ISO. Love Brantley, love Alvarez, Bregman, Altuve, Springer. I mean, play all of them. Altuve's price finally went up, so it's not an easy f- stack to fit in. Uh, but if you want to add Chirinos there at the bottom, it's not the worst idea in the world at 3.2K. But there's enough cheap bats on the slate where you can easily fit in a Houston stack here. Really like him with Brantley and Alvarez being two of the top plays on the slate. Yeah, I don't mind um, Alvarez and Brantley. Uh, I don't love the righties here against Felix Pena. He's been really good against righties and you know, kind of limiting the damage uh, against righties. High ground ball rates, uh, decent strikeout stuff. So um, I-, I do like the lefties here, but I don't really love the righties. As far as the Angels bats go, it's Garrett Cole. Um, you know, it's a nine-game slate. Even if we get some weather, I just don't see myself, you know, going too crazy here. Yeah, I don't hate Upton at 3.5K, but that's really it. He's the only good bat that's – like, he's a very good bat. He's just not priced like it because it's up against Cole. Um, Cole strikes out righties at a much lower clip. Granted, he's got better numbers against them and less um, home runs, but uh, – like Upton's the only guy I would consider. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Grant, give me a guy under 8K on the main slate to get six or more strikeouts. Trevor Richards. I figured. Um, I'm going to take Duffy. Like I said, he's my second favorite uh, behind Richards. Uh, give me a guy over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust? I'm going to go ballsy here and say Erod. Yeah, weather could certainly make that, you know, reality as well. I'm going to say Torinos. Uh, really don't like the spot for Torinos going into New York. I think he's a good pitcher, but uh, this is not the greatest spot in the world. Over 4K to hit a home run. No cores on the main slate, so don't have to worry about that. Give me a guy that's going to hit a homer today. Alvarez. All right. Um, like that one. I want one of the Dodgers bats. I just don't know which one I want to pick. Um Give me, give me Muncie. I'll take Muncie to hit a home run today. It's been a pretty safe bet. Um, assuming that game plays, hopefully it plays. Um, under under four K to get two hits. Who's one of the cheap bats that you like here? Jason Kipnis. Pretty much the same oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, I like that one. That was one of the guys that I had written down here. Now I gotta, I gotta scramble a little bit. Um. I should have known you were going to pick him too. Like, like it's kind of a lock at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every single day. You know what? Give me Ryan Zimmerman. I don't know. Like, he's probably more of a, a fantasy draft play, but uh, thirty-eight hundred uh, against Aaron Brooks and that bullpen. You know, do not forget about Washington on this slate. Grant, give me a stack to score six or more in the main slate. I'm trying to find an off the board one. I don't think there is any. So. I'm just going to go with Houston. All right. If the weather's good, I, you know, I said it already. I think the Dodgers are my top stack, but give me Washington. Uh, I think they're really, really solid here, you know, especially if we start getting some weather in areas uh, to keep looking at them. Like Aaron Brooks, not very great. Baltimore bullpen, terrible. Uh, got Oakland right yesterday. Grant, um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? 
Homer Bailey and Trevor Richards will score 27 points. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome, awesome, awesome Wednesday. Um, hump day. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.